All right, everyone. Welcome to our final episode of Peach Pit. Before we get started, I gotta read this disclaimer. So before we get started, we have to make this usual disclaimer. Any views or opinions shared on the show are solely that of the individual contributor and do not reflect the views of Peach Pit, any FRC team, First, Georgia First, or any of their affiliates and sponsors. So the idea behind the show is to serve as an FRC talk show that focuses primarily on the Peachtree District. We're going to be talking about a variety of topics, so don't be surprised if you see us drop some hot takes. Ultimately, we're hoping to provide some entertaining and engaging discussion for the community. And with that out of the way, let's get started on our final episode for this season. So, my name is Anupam Goli, and I'm a mentor for Team 1746 Auto. Uh, my name is Kyle Fender, 1002 Mentor, Georgia First Alumni Coordinator. Very, very down today, Kyle. So, <laughs> do I have to say I'm retired if I'm sitting in this chair? <laughs> no, that's Maybe. Not, yeah, okay. That's All a right. retirement chair? Yeah, I guess so. My name is Trevor Davidson. I'm a MC in Chesapeake and a former 1648 mentor. I'm Kellen Hill, a mentor for Team 1746 Auto. Yep. So, let's talk district champs, right? The winners of the event, 4910 East Cobb Robotics, 2974 Walton Robotics, and 2415 the Westminster Wildcats. And the finalists for the event, Team 1102, Bacon, Bacon Magic. Magic, Team 1746, Otto, and Team 7427, Protocol X. Yep. Kyle's starting his game announcing Curtis Shine. Oh no, it. my voice just still hurts after this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was an intense weekend. Very. So, let's also announce our Chairman's Awards winners, Team 4188, the Columbus Space Program, and Team 4468, the Fern Bank Lynx. And our EI winners, Team 1683, the Techno Titans, and Team 2974, Walton Robotics. So, Walton Robotics taking that cling bling home with the EI and the winners, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about district championships in general, right? Okay, but before we start, can I say that the venue was actually, I thought the venue was really good. I don't know what your guys' opinions on it was, but it really felt like a championship for the first time. And I don't know whether that was because the lighting was a little bit dimmer than it is in some of the district events, and it was just like me being like, oh, this is championship from 2015, 2016, but... Uh, it really does feel like this is this was a little bit better than the Athens event. I would say I was a huge fan of the venue. Yeah. Um, I, I think the crowd really the the venue and the how the stands were set up. Um, the crowd going at it on Saturday afternoon. I know the thing probably twelve sixty one and thirteen eleven were probably some of the most lively sections going at it. They had a whole yeah. fan section that down there. That was real I thought that was awesome. Um, but I thought yeah, that was, was great. It was an awesome environment um, for uh, such a high-caliber event. Um, yeah. And speaking of high-caliber event, having been in Georgia since 2013, I, th I think this is the best PCH slash Georgia event I've ever been to. Yes. Um, yes. I don't think that's even a question. Yeah, in, in regards to the depth of the event, uh, oh, yeah. the talent of the teams, how high-caliber of a game was being played by those teams, uh, it was just awesome all around. I remember 2011 playoffs we had some quarterfinals matches where teams didn't even score any points this is a long way from that like these playoffs were nuts these teams all of these teams that made eliminations were there were good there were good teams that did not make elims which i think this is the first time since like 20, 20 like i can remember peachtree 
but definitely the only event other than maybe last district championship that I've ever been able to say that. Yeah. They had teams like 7315 who were the first backup bot, but they could definitely score a solid like five game pieces. 7449 didn't even make playoffs, and they were clearly really good. I oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, the, the venue was definitely great. <clears throat> it definitely serves as, I would also say, it definitely serves as a um, really great blank slate, you know, when you're in, in, um, when you're in Sanford, not Sanford, whatever it's called, in GA land, whatever it's called. Sanford no. Stadium. No, San- football stadium. I don't know. It's UGA. Do I care? Something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but basically, Athens. Stegeman, there you go. Stegeman. Yeah, 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 you're right. Stegeman. So in Stegeman, you had to basically deal with what you're given, right? So there's not a lot that you can kind of build off from. From talking with a lot of the Georgia First people, this venue will allow us to kind of grow in terms of uh, not just the size of our the size of our actual championship, but the production value as well. Like. I was a huge fan of like how much space there was to do things and how you and and having a full practice field yes. for the yes. first time since yes. like twenty fifteen. Thank I you, forty one Thank uh, you. Well deserved. Let me tell that you something. Awesome. Right, the last uh, two years, especially here at state championships, have devolved into some sort of like arms race. So last year, you had all these teams trying to pro on the that small little practice field space trying to program uh, scale autos, cross uh, scale autos. Uh, double cube autos. I mean, it was literally impossible. We yeah. ran into a ridiculous situation where you'd talk to teams about if they could do a scale auton, but all of them could only do right scale autons because, because that's the, how that was the configuration. Was <laughs> yeah. So that was the one that was tried and tested that nobody was all that confident in their left side scale auton. I mean, it was to the point where last year, I mean, with 1648, we were we weren't doing the cross scale auton. We were like crossing part way because we knew we, we could score this eventually but we didn't have the practice field to test yeah. it on yeah. yeah so like having that full f- practice field uh, this year has really helped like you everyone, everyone can attest this right this event also devolved into an arms race but it was about pro it was again about programming and this time with vision tracking and aim assist i counted multiple teams trying to uh, figure out auto alignment on the full practice field and multiple teams pulled it off. Like, yeah, that's my kind of space race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally after every single match, you know, I'd get, I'd leave the field, go over to the practice field to go check it out, and there would be multiple teams just going, just keep on going back to the rocket, trying out to make sure that they were aligned correctly, and do it. And there are so many teams there that just per, tried to, I would say, tried to perfect it down to a science, and a lot of them did succeed. But it does show, I, I think, it, I hope first takes a note of this now of, you know, the complexity that we want to see in future games, especially when it comes to vision, because I think this game really lent well to um, basically a low floor, but a high ceiling. I think a lot of teams could try to get to, in some ways, with something as simple as vision. So maybe going into this, I want to pull, pull, do a straw poll. Do you think this is a better vision challenge than 2016 was? Because I think that's the most comparable vision game. Well, you had the scoring target in 2016, but I don't know if too many people or too many teams used intense vision yeah. tracking. If you wanted to be PCH. a high-caliber robot in 2016, it was a necessity. In this game, you can still be pretty high-caliber without using vision. 
But but if you can use vision, it'll take you to a, another level for that consistency of, especially if you're scoring 12 game objects a match, or expediting that, that process, the accuracy of placing each of those, it's a much bigger deal in this game, I, I think. Any like pick and place game where you have to place something kind of precisely or with some measure of pre precision, then vision will definitely take you a tier above. And I guess this this game is also a little different because a lot of teams are using vision purely for just for watching the live stream from the camera mm -hmm. instead of using it for actual uh, target tracking. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'd say almost everyone's using that, but I mean, yeah. like ultimately, the best teams. Like, I, I would say there were at least close, if not at ten teams, really close to it that were using line lights or something similar. At um, line lights, Jetson. Yeah, at, at district championships. So teams are using it for vision tracking. I just think there haven't been that many. It's a, it's really it, as someone who's been on teams that have tried to do this for a long time. This is very hard. Like it's not. Yeah. This is not very not trivial. Even with the limelight, it's not. Yeah. I, like, necessarily. People people will say like, oh yeah, limelights are really simple to use. Like, they it is a good introduction, but to like get the get useful the information and like to actually finely tune that to your drive to your robot is it takes work. It takes time. Right. And I think the knowledge base, like we talked about, how the. Uh, this is one of the most high caliber, or pro realistically the highest caliber event we've had in PCH, is because that knowledge base is growing. So especially with stuff like vision tracking, there's a larger knowledge base to be able to kind of jump onto those items. That way it's easy. I, I won't say that it's easy to take hold of, but it's easier to start with. There you go. And like that, and that shines really on the practice field at States. When you have a full practice field, you see all these teams uh, coding up new uh, techniques, new automation techniques, working on vision, and like, yeah, half of this ro half of building a robot is coding it and programming it. So, and having a practice field, it lends itself to testing code and in an actual match or field environment. Agreed. So, you want to talk about competition or the alliance selection next? I. Uh, Let's let's talk about the alliance selections first. Right. Can I just want to say this? I, I want to say this as a person who was a victim, <laughs> personally <laughs> a victim of this. I I implore you, like I'm gonna look at the camera right now, <laughs> scout, so I don't have to take a five plus minute nap on the field. Don't get me wrong, it was great. I really needed it, but please don't subject me to that. There is only so much comedy that I can do. Right about 30 plus minutes before I look like an idiot. I already look like an idiot going 10 plus minute mark. I definitely look like an idiot going past 20. Just saying. Scouting please. I would say, like, as someone who's... I never had to do it that long as you did, but I've always been afraid of that happening. You gave me some really good ideas for what to do, so I really appreciate that. It's just like... It was, it was ridiculous. Like, I... I I don't want to put any teams on blast, right? But like, I think we all know who you are. Yeah. One team, <laughs> we know who you like, are. for their first robot, they like we had an excruciatingly, excruciatingly long wait for that team to announce their first pick, and then they picked the next team in the rankings. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, like, if you if you if you have like data and you're consulting it, that's fine. But like, honestly, it just seemed like a lot of teams were kind of stalling for time and. That's, right. I mean, at on. least, like, go in with a list, and if you can't, like, I, I mean, I was working with 1648 someone this weekend, and, you know, we're sitting there, I don't think our pick took ridiculously long, but we could have been faster about it, I think. you got to go in with a list and then get to a, a, an agreement quickly about what kind of robot you're looking for. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. 
I mean, it really shouldn't. But I will say, in defense of the, like, looking back at some of the rankings, and if I look at it, there are a couple, you know, a couple of those teams that hadn't been in that place before, so I understand it. But, like, who? So, like, I don't want to, I don't, we, this first of all, this is, I've, I've seen teams who have been in that position before. We've had two of times like that, but this is, this is their I, third event, well, and... Like, there's been, there's one team on this list that was a rookie team. That's the only team I give sympathy to. Well, their teams, I think it's more so that, I can also understand it a little bit. For one, this game is a little bit more complicated to form. It it takes a little bit more thought to figure out what your ideal alliance is and, like, what you prioritize a little more. Just because you can score multiple game elements in different locations. But, like, there are also some teams here who know, you know, they don't have the biggest track record of winning events or seeding in the top eight. So yeah. those teams, yeah, it, it's understandable. But, like, like I, I think you have to have all your cylinders firing for state championships. I just like two minutes is, like, the most you should be taking for a pick. It should. Uh, I also say this, right? Um, I think when you talk about line selection, it is probably one of the biggest pressure points. In a in a competition, yeah. other than the actual, other than finals, probably. other than finals. So I think when you think about, especially with this high caliber of event, you know, and we'll talk about it later. Some of these picks that you make will I, will make you or break you. And so, and I think especially when you talk about the state, you know, in a district event, you know, in a normal district event, like obviously you're playing you're playing the district, not just playing the game. So you're looking at the point totals and everything else, right? When you get to state championships, obviously, there's still a little bit of, yeah, there's points that you have to look at. But the reality is, you're gunning to win the actual game. So these, like, for past your district events where you're having to continuously, it's like, all right, what will get me the farthest? In this case, it was, what will win me this game? realistically yeah. and we, we came into the event counting district points at every turn um just for funny to the extent you were counting district points we're sitting here like they're gonna be a top two pick i don't understand why they're worried about this and then but hey, after last year yeah after, after last, missing out last year by five district points yeah that, the first team out we were not making sure i didn't have yeah, 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 not again yeah. <laughs> oh I, so to go on to your point i actually think it's a little more more important to scout during the district district events just because some of these rosters are pretty they're not the deepest oh agree that's where a good scouting program or good data shines is being able to go and find the diamond in the rough and like if you take these district events seriously and test your scouting system in those events you'll be fine for states oh yeah yep. agreed agreed and if you're a team out there that um, either thinks you need some improvement to your scouting team, um, talk to teams that you think do a good job of it. Uh, see if you can learn something new um, to be more prepared for that situation, um, for asking some uh, teams out there you might think have some more experience um, in that situation. So if we're going to say this, we, should, we should, get, should give props to some teams. The 7th Alliance did not spend a single second waiting for picks. I, I, I wouldn't if I was them either. Look yeah, at the no, picks they the got. Picks they have great picks. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. I thought they did a great job of that. So give them props. With that note, let's talk about some of these alliances that did get formed, right? So let's talk about some of these strategies, like scouting strategies that teams, I guess, uh, appear to have used. 
Um, I was particularly intrigued by this number four seed, right? They went triple offense in the quarterfinals. And it was reasonably successful for them in quarters. But in semis, they faced that juggernaut number one seed. Well, I mean, I think think the fact that you brought... So you, here's basically the breakdown I've got for the three robots, right? I, yeah. I think A32 is ball is cargo only they, for the most part. They did have the hatch auto, but other than that, they weren't doing any hatches. So you you knew where they were going to go, and it's not like they were particularly fast. Right. 1311 was not the only hatch score that way, but clearly the primary. So you also had an easily defendable target, and then 1261, you know, like I. I think they've been they've been more than I expected. I think to be perfectly clear, they've been much better than I thought they would be. Oh yeah. A full props to them for going to championship this year. I don't think they have the right pick in that spot. I don't no. think they were enough. They were enough. Sco- there was enough scoring potential there. So the, f- the fact that especially you, if they went triple offense. Right. So I think I think thirty six thirty five. I think they got out of the quarters because I think thirty six thirty five maybe didn't make the best picks they could have. And I think they got fortune in that regard. But once you actually face a real opponent and some you know twenty four fifteen. Played some really good defense at times. Right. Like, this was this was kind of in waiting, I think. I mean, if you look at it, you know, for Alliance 5, going back through the draft, you could, I mean, 4188, I think, was a really good pickup for, the, for Alliance 3, coming on the way back through the Serpentine draft. And Alliance 2, the fact that, like, the fact that you guys got a 7427, knowing that that, they get they will basically give you an additional 12 points when they go ahead and go through to their level three that level three climb it it confuses me why you wouldn't go ahead and make sure to have the 12 point bonus especially if you're coming back through on the last leg of the draft and alliance four is the team that like i think you can justify you know, like, I think beyond the eight alliance we're we'll we'll skip them for a second but the seven six five i think you could all really justify their picks the four was, I think, I think seventy four twenty seven should have gone there in my mind. Oh yeah. Speaking of other, I want to take a look at Alliance Six real quick, right? I was okay. actually interested in this alliance mainly because they had Global Dynamics, uh, the captain, who ended up playing defense, and then G three was their cargo bot, cargo specialist, and then they got Avenger Robotics seventy four fifty one, who was a hatch specialist. And I kind of like that specialization alliance because every single robot had their own role, and they kind of, when you get that going, it's kind of nice to watch. It's like um, let me pull up quarterfinals uh, mm. four real quick. So this, uh, I mean, yeah, this uh, number six seed alliance, right? You have after Sandstorm happens, you have G three go on to cargo offense. Avenger go on to hatch offense, and then 4026 plays their trademark defense, or right. attempts to play their trademark defense. So, I was a big fan of this line. I think they made most, mostly the right picks. I and had a good strategy. I think here. for where they were, I think it's a good pick if you are depending on, let's say, that number three, that, in this case the third alliance to basically just look at the cargo ship at cargo ship and climb as the main points and then it becomes consistency making sure you can score everything in the cargo ship only problem is that when you think about it at a certain point 
you know, 4026 only cargo sh is, you know, if you think about it in terms of hatches and cargo, uh, 4026 is basically only hatch low. 1648 hatches and cargo. Let me think. Did they get? Were they, they played most so mostly I know, cargo? Yeah, in this series, it was just designed around sixteen forty eight cargo as much as possible, and they got ten in both matches. So I don't know how much you can really. So I think this alliance also had some interesting points uh, to it, because forty twenty six is a versatile robot. They can play hatched a decent hatch game and defense. I think you could have maybe maybe made some strategic flexibility and like had. I think if 7451's cargo game was a, a little bit that was there, was there yeah. at all, <laughs> they could have provided some interesting stuff. I think because then you can have 4026 start the beginning of the match, putting hatches on the first level of the rockets, then switching over to defense while some, the 7451 comes over and switches from defense to offense. You could have had some switching going on there to potentially open up the most number of scoring positions. But then, even if I'm just... I mean, ultimately, I think you you come into the situation where the only other pick on the board that was available at the time they were there, I think, would have made more sense was forty one eighty eight. Yeah. And I think, in all honesty, I mean, forty one eighty eight would admit this; they were terrible the first day. So I can kind of see where where that alliance was going. I do think that they boxed themselves a little bit into a corner when they did when they picked this specialization because if it didn't work, what were you gonna do? But at the same time, I mean, recognizing that they only lost this match by seven points, and there were pretty clear mistakes at the beginning of the match that could have fixed that. Right. Yeah. And then they won the match two. So I think, I think you could have easily seen the series go two matches towards number six, and I think it would have been... So, you know, there's some criticism there, but also at the same time, they put themselves in a position to win, which is an underdog you always yeah. want to do. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll... I thought that number six seed, they definitely could have beaten the number five. They could have gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with number four, probably, uh, since number four played triple offense. You send a defender over, then there, you disrupt them. Yeah, I, I think... I think They the, went toe-to-toe -to -toe with number three. Yeah, I think if the six was in the four or five, they would have won. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, But that's not how the tournament works sometimes. Yeah. So props to that six seed for putting together a good alliance. Yeah, the only series, I think, at the event that went to three matches. So Yeah. So now that we're talking about playoffs, right... Let's final. I don't want to talk about finals. <laughs> I, I don't because. <laughs> well, I think the only point we need to come out of finals, I think there's not much to draw from it because of what happened, but I think we just missed out on what was probably the. Maybe it may have been the best single series in Peachtree history. Like, ultimately, I think you had. Last year's semifinals at District Championship between the one seed and the four seed was good, but it wasn't as close. I don't think everyone ever thought it was really that close a series. This was the first time I think I can remember coming into a district championship, besides maybe the 2-5 in 2016, where I was like looking oh, okay. at the final series and being like, this is, like, this could be a showdown. Yeah. Um, and it really, it, it, it was disappointing it didn't turn out that way. Well, yeah. that showdown, I think, in the sense that, it, uh, as, as well as that you get in those alliances 1 and 2, I think those are the four robots between 4910, Walton, 1102, and 1746, the only robots at the event that were capable of completing a rocket by themselves. Yep, right. To have that kind of offensive firepower in the in in a single match, um, and then having the uh, some so really solid defense, some third level climbers as your third bots, um, it was it, it, yeah. it, it could have been something special. Uh, yeah, it it would have been perfect, but you know it it also shows when you when you don't show up to 
to to a to a showdown like that. Like uh, it's it's just shit happens, and like especially it, in a as rough a game as this, like with all the defense going on, like. But I think I think it it it'll, it'll also come down to this, right? Um, and I think we we said it earlier earlier in the season when you talk about um, being ready for almost this stress test of of eliminations, right? Where it comes to you need to you know use your time wisely and effectively, especially when it comes to troubleshooting and it comes to even just showing up to the match on time. So I think even in this season. And it's ironic that the that the, this happened to the almost the same team twice in the same season. First time at Gainesville, where unfortunate unfortunate circumstances led to led to one of the one of the alliance members with eleven oh two not being able to compete in one of those matches, and then it it was a it was just a bad series. And from that, and then now, now you have, unfortunately, because they couldn't figure it out, figure out what was, what was wrong with their electronics in this case, they weren't able to show up in the finals. So it kind of just shows, like, you have to be ready for that stress test. I think, to be, fa- like, to be fair, at this point, what is 11-02's played close to 50-60 matches? Like, yes, like, you do have to be ready, but at some point, like, it just, things just happen. Yeah, you can only be yeah. so proactive, um, like to identify and be ready to uh, uh, address a PCM failure uh, as quickly, yeah, which is a very yeah. specific. Thing. In, in quarterfinals, yeah. you might be all right, just because you get a few more matches for a turnaround. But that it was in finals, and that we were the matches just were going so fast. And I'd say, like yeah. even last year, like sixteen forty eight alliance with eleven oh two. I mean, we had. 11-02 in that second quarterfinal match literally could not lift their lift. Like, they had to play the low game because they could not do anything else. The, sometimes you just get lucky when your breaks happen, and sometimes you don't. I mean, yeah. that, by the end of the series, Anapom, you can test this. We literally could not push that robot. Like, at the end of finals from yeah. 2018, the drivetrain was completely locked up. So we could not visit, like manually push this robot. Yeah, that, in, even in finals, like that gearbox was bad. You could hear it in stance. Like, it was, at, at that point, I mean, you just you have to get lucky. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I will say though, like humble brag, I guess, but like the seventeen forty six uh, driver here really put on a show on how yeah. to avoid defense, and, and he kind of had to playing three v two. But like, just look at some of the spin moves that en- that he ends up moving uh, to yeah, get around twenty four fifteen. I was like, there we go. Yeah, like, give Wildcats credit. I think they had. They had sped things up a bit, and they were able to stay on top of any team they were playing defense on. Yeah, so they, it, they were really hard to shed as a defender, but um, as an offensive bot, kind of getting the whole half of the field to play around, um, kind of open things up a bit. But yeah, twenty four fifteen drove the pants drove the pants off that robot uh, yeah. in finals, and mm-hmm. so did Auto. And like the the fact that uh, you, Auto that had, hatch we just picked up right there is actually on the opposite side loading station, which is kind of a testament to the uh, camera tracking uh, that our programmers got working out. Um, so it was it was awesome to just see, see our driver seamlessly go to the opposite side of the field to pick up a hatch, and just as quickly as he would on the our on our driver's station side of the field. So yeah, but like and like twenty four fifteen here just. 
plays such a great job with defense it's, and it disrupts us. Shut and like, down defense. The fact that they had they had to get us to use the opposite side loading station and the fact that they had to they were just making us run around for our lives. That is an effective way to play defense. Yeah. It's not just, hey, I'm going to just I'm just gonna push it. They have what we call tackiness. The yeah. stickiness that they stick to their die. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. Yep. Like I think I think they've been playing defense most of the season. So like, yeah, they've yeah. had pretty much an entire season's worth of practice here at this point, and it really showed off in finals. So I think at the, coming out of this twenty, so at finals winners, obviously four nine ten twenty nine seventy four and twenty four fifteen are all three at the same time the first team to win a second district champion. First teams to win a second district championship, right? Mm-hmm. Which. I think it's amazing in itself, considering we've only had four seasons. Um, we haven't had a dynasty like I think some other regions have, with you know the three eighty four in Chesapeake and with one ni- especially one ninety five in New England. Um, but I mean, I th- if we're talking about just districts, if not just districts, also don't ever forget well fourteen twenty fifty six. Right, Let's and be real. of course, and you know twenty four fifteen had a long time where they were dominant before districts started. Sure. Um, so there's not, but. You know, 2415 especially has now played in three of the finals of district championship. I know, like, twice is the last pick in the draft, so, you know. But they won both of those times, and then 2016, they were the best high goal scorer in the state. So so they've got a little two-championship, two-state championship streak going. Right. <clears throat> Gosh. Which I think was amazing. I mean, like, I remember last week, prop bets, you know, I think we sat here and we said three, Sonny, Anna, Pom, and Kellen. You guys all said that... They probably weren't going to make playoffs and had the false on the will all three 2018 district championship. And they did they actually did. prove you wrong. So, yeah. And they'll they get there. They won. So um, I, one other guest note, 74-27 becomes the first rookie team to ever play in Peachtree district championship finals, mm-hmm. um, which I think was, you, I don't think you could have called beforehand, but of the teams, that, the rookie teams that you expected to be there, they were definitely up there. Like, yeah. 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 I was really impressed with their robot throughout the season. Just because they, they were such an ambitious robot with swerve drive. They had an elevator. They could play hatches, cargo. Uh, the suction and climb. The, the suction yeah, climb. adding that climb in the midseason, that, that's something that top-tier teams, top-tier, top-tier teams do. Right. And I think if they, had, if they had the rest of their robot at functioning at the rest of their those two mechanisms, They're they would have been dangerous. They would have been really dangerous, yeah. yeah. So I'll be curious to see what happens to them. I really hope that in these couple days before they have to send their stuff off that... They're just making the necessary changes, especially with the ha- with hatches and cargo. That climb yeah, felt it's, so great, and it just it was really. I was kind of surprised. Did you guys have a reason for why you didn't try to double climb? Yeah, with eleven oh two, and uh, it was uh, if anything, it was a timing thing or a thing that we're going to pull out in in the in right case in, the, in yeah. the right circumstance. Yeah, like, but, I think eleven oh two is also a little skittish about using their climb their uh, so early. because. Well, well, they, it wasn't the most solidified climb yeah. out of any of the, the, the... There were a few times where it went... Yeah. <laughs> Remind so, me a lot of 148 for 2013. If, if nothing yeah. else, Protocol X was more of an insurance thing to say, all right, Very good use that, policy. that level 3 instead That's of fair. 1102s. Yeah. Um, like, I think Fa- uh, John Fogarty said at one point that the, their cylinders were bending from use... And like yeah, that the way they climb that puts a lot of weight on those cylinders. Yeah. Weird angles. Yes, sir. And so then I guess we should probably focus on twenty nine seventy four next. Who three for three at PCH events? First time ever that anyone's been able to do that. 
Although we've had three event winners before, but yeah. this is this, this is, is the first three time for three. three for they three. They went one. They batted a thousand. Right. Which I I think we've pretty well established. This is the best Peachtree. Di- the funny thing is they didn't even get the number one spot in the district points ranking. Yeah, that was forty nine ten. Yeah. Won two awards in the state championship, and for reference, the highest district point before we had forty nine ten was at three sixty <clears> this year. Yeah. Forty nine seventy four was at two three fifty nine. So basically tied. Yeah. The next closest team in all of district history was at 327. There was the wow. next closest team this year was almost a hundred points away. So That's like that, nuts. I think those those two. I mean, I think we went all season. Especially, I want to monologue at 49.10 for a second here. We went all season being like, ah, oh, they not they didn't live up to what preseason expectations were. They didn't it, they didn't reach that level. But if you had told me at the end of this year they were going to be finals in finals at two of their events and win the state championship. Would we have any any surprise? I mean, like we would have we, we said this we said this is might be the team that kind of rises up and becomes the te- the top tier team in the state, yeah. and, and they did. I mean, the, they just didn't do it as dominantly as we thought it would be. They had to basically grow into it, and which I did going into into the state championship. They really grew into not only the into the function like the function of their drive team, which exceptional going into. Uh, the state champ going through the state championship, but then also talking with them about their process of even like simple stuff like their hatch mech and things like that. They went through probably about ten plus iterations of that to get to the consistency that they had with their hatch mech at state. So, you know, hats off to forty nine ten. Yeah. And like they just showed up uh, at their first event with that good level, good level three, good cargo, decent hatch game, and like they've just been consistent throughout. And I think the one small incremental changes again. Yeah, I think that was the main. That was a key factor in their seed performance this season. Was that last year at state they had some good programming, or they had very great programming, a very good robot, right? But from between like the last district event and state, they didn't uh, improve as much as they did this time. This time they had a completely new hatch mechanism, right? They were a lot faster. They were using vision alignment as well uh, during and, state I championship. Mean, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was only at states was the first time they'd completed a rocket by themselves. Yep. Yes. Yes. So correct. that's where the kind of the evidence of that um, improvement throughout the season for that 4910 robot. Yeah. So full props to them. But I mean, well, I mean, end of the day, like Walton's. I mean, I think we we would be sorry to say that Walton hasn't been like the most impressive robot across the whole season. Um, I think. Now, like, and it, maybe I'm starting to take the Kyle role here. I think they're still like we have to give before we get into this. I think we have to give full props again to 2974. Like they are awesome, like unequivocally. Yeah. But I think we've reached the point in the season where if you're not saying 746 is the best robot in the state. Are you watching the same game I am? Because like they are like they are so fast. Like it is. I want to just. I think do that and I think the thing about it is Walton may be more consistent. Like I think Walton may have this like slightly. Slightly elevated floor than seventy four six, but seventy four six ceiling is higher at this point. Oh yeah, but I think earlier in the year you were wrong, like hundred. Wow, <laughs> earlier in the year, like, especially going in, coming coming out of Gainesville, you were a hundred percent wrong. Like anything before that, you even before wow. foresight, you were a hundred percent wrong. Wow, like, now you would be right. Now what be is right. this? We were talking about this earlier that we were talking. That Kyle had stepped out on this limb. He was not sure how sturdy it was at all. That limb which, grew. You you yeah. jumped. It's more like you were gotten. You climbed up the tree. You. You jumped into a limb you thought would be there. It wasn't there yet, and then it grew underneath. No, like that's it was there. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's what? Exactly. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was not there, Kyle. It Listen, simply was not. Right. No, 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 no. Okay. Listen, I will say this. There, there are a couple, a couple things I will say with twenty nine seventy four. I think 
um, they definitely proved me wrong on a lot of a lot of stuff in terms of um, last last year there were you know you didn't see as as much in terms of the iter in terms of what you really thought they could iterate on to make themselves better. They they did way better this year with iterating on you know the hatchback, iterating on their um, cargo game, and they were exceptional. They were exceptional. And I think that, um, and I'm talking with Eric Kaufman, you know, one of the the big goals for them, which you know I do admire, is we want a game, we want a robot that can play here at state and be a high level contender at Worlds. And so they took the they took the goal of we want to be specialized. We don't want to just try to do everything and basically be a master of none. They want to be able to specialize and be good at what they do. So I believe that, you know, honestly, they are, you know, I was wrong about in terms of the efficiency and everything else, you know, when we saw the efficiency rankings and everything else. I think it re- they have really proved that they are probably one of the best in the country when it comes to uh, what they do with cargo and hatches. Now, I will say on the other side, I think if you give 2974, you know, let's say MVP, right now mvp doesn't also mean that 1746 isn't basically it's, it's like the nfl where you have the offensive player of the year and yeah you have mvp like 2974 is the mvp but 746 is the offensive player of the year. exactly like if you if 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 we honestly think about it 1746 is going to be a, a real commodity at worlds in whatever division that they go to yeah, I, sorry. So I have a, I have, I've made a few props. We won't have a segment, obviously, today, but we, we have a few. Okay, who will be picked earlier in the division alliance selection? Seventy forty six or twenty nine seventy four? And so, obviously, we don't know the divisions yet. This is very, you know, I think this could change based on that. But do you? And this, so what I would say is, if you were the two alliance captain, that is after the one first pick, just to be clear. Okay. So. So. My decision is between 1746 and 2974. These are the only two teams you can pick between. 1746. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm stick, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> so I'm going 1746. Ooh. <laughs> You've been humble all season. Brag a little bit, okay? I mean, yeah, like looking Come at on. our finals performance, I didn't expect that level of defense and seeing our driver dance around that, still get like eight plus cycles. Uh, I think I'm going to go... I just... Walton has been, had play, defense played on them, but I haven't seen that level of defense played yeah. on them, and I haven't seen their driver navigate around that level of defense. And, like, in... in the Kellen's like, you guys are disrespecting... No, 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 no. Kellen no. is on the disparate training he's trying to come up with. I'm just trying to hype Listen, up. all I'm saying is that if we're, if we're comparing, like, 2974, it's like a 2974 played... In the Big 12. Obviously, great. <laughs> Listen, they're great, okay? Patrick Mahomes, amazing, okay? But we are playing, we're talking about uh, 1746 in the Big, in in a whole different context. So would you say 2974 the is the Baker Mayfield of uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Listen, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield's Patrick Mahomes out. is the 1746 analogy of this game. There you go. I feel like that's great. <laughs> I have, 2974 has been my pick all season, and I think for incredibly good reason that they they came out of the gates being playing at that that tier, 
Um, early, uh, early on, we 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 were in a in a tough spot, and we set that as the goal, knowing that our skill sets were uh, roughly equivalent without a level three climb. After this last weekend, I think I it's it's safe to say we've approached and reached that level, which I'm beyond thrilled to say. I think it's it's just such a close call between the two robots. That's why I like this prop bet. <laughs> this, is, this is why had finals been at, had all teams been at full strength in finals, it would have been the yeah. best finals right. ever in Georgia history. All right, Kyle. All right, Kellen, we need to pick from you. I swear. Come, Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Because, 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 because I think we have a slight edge in autonomous for getting closer to scoring two game pieces, uh, for two hatches. We, because we, we already do in Sandstorm. Yeah, exactly. So between that, um, and and just seeing what our driver is capable of, I'm gonna I'm gonna give us the slight edge, the very slightest of edges. So there we go. Welcome to the promised land. I'm Welcome. To, <laughs> I'm not willing to play the contrarian stance this time. So I, I, this is the first time we actually have unanimous agreement across this. But we are unanimous about that. But Sonny would definitely pick 2974. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. And uh, I want to say 2974. If 1746 is like. Picked first, twenty nine seven four would be picked oh, yeah. right after. And I can guarantee you, I wouldn't want to play that two seed in, no. in the finals. Yeah. No. That was a really good first one and two seed, but I'm just like, no. I'd rather if if this was if if this was the same week, I would rather play the third seed. Third seed is dangerous, but you can. <laughs> this you makes can me wonder, it. like you know, they've talked about, especially in hockey, they've talked about pick your playoff opponent, so the one seed gets to pick any of the bottom four seeds to pick in the first round, and then the second round they get to pick any of the three, whatever the bottom two seeds are. Le- like, I just, that'd be so cool to see an FRC. It's not <laughs> Maybe like an off-season event. Right, right. So, God. speaking of off-seasons. Well, yeah, since the regular season's over now, we just got champs around the corner. What do we, what do we think about Destination Deep Space in district play and at state championships? Was it a good game? Was it a bad game? What are the I think odds? I think this it's the the same way that you can think about just the game in like it's a great it's a great game. I think low floor, high ceiling. I think it definitely reached a lot of the points that we hoped that it would reach. But I also think that with um, certain ways that rules were written, you know, go back to G twenty anything like that or even just like the fact that there's no safe zone around the rocket you know there's a lot that it is left to be desired but i believe that with what we've been given this game has been amazing i i agree with you on that but i will say like i was at the beginning of the season i really loved it and the defense wasn't too bad there was like pure a lot of offense going on defense showed up every once in a while in district play and during the playoffs. But then, like, we got into week five, and then at state championships, I think that's when my mind really kind of started to shift, or my opinion kind of sh- started to shift. I just hated being hammered by defense all weekend. It sucked. Like, <laughs> it, it, having good, like, effective defense, like, 20, what, 24-15 was playing in finals was fine. But then, like, most teams, though, they just play They're bumper just cars like, with you. They're just bumper cars, you. like... I think it can be more difficult in quals, especially when you don't have uh, par- well, qual- uh, at established alliance partners to rely on every single time. Uh, right. Some matches you'll get really quality alliance partners, others you won't. <laughs> um, so being defensed in those situations can be a real hit. 
But I thought it was pretty exciting when it came to finals. Um, between uh, Protocol X playing defense, uh, between Wirecats playing defense, anybody else playing defense. Um, and I thought it was really interesting to see how uh, those top alliances kind of reacted to it. Um, it seemed like yeah. most of the defense on the number one alliance would kind of go go after a single one of the two robots. And I don't know if it was a conscious choice by the number one alliance, but they the, whoever was getting defense stuck on their side of the field and took the defense. They, they lost a lot of efficiency because of it, but at the same time, you get Walton or... 49-10 just going crazy on their own side of the field, scoring as many game pieces as they can. And if you're picking any robot to leave alone at the event... Those you don't want to leave either. Exactly. Um, so in comparison to that strategy, the number two alliance uh, it came out right out of the gates in quarterfinals. 69-19 was coming over playing defense. Um, when that happened, they did such a good job cutting off our side of the field that we immediately bounced and started playing on the rocket on 1102 yeah. side of the field um, for comboing up on that rocket. It's just too bad so, they kind of sat there. Yeah, for uh, 6919. Yeah. For, so it's just, yeah, different types of defense. Um, obviously, they cut off an entire side of the field, both cargo ship and the rocket. Um, but we were still able to score enough points uh, on that uh, number seven alliance to, well, to get through. While we've got this match pulled up, this is the semis, uh, semifinal three or four. There was an interesting point here where 1261 is playing defense, right? And Walton's trying to stay on that side of the field, like you were saying, right? They wanted to persevere through that. But if you notice here, they've got a couple of different points where they can place a hatch still. Right. So you're going to see Walton go over. 1261 thinks they're probably going to try and place it on the rocket or something. But nope, Walton comes around, goes into the cargo ship, and scores that. And that's where, like, they were using that, uh, they were comfortable not having to switch over to the side of the field because they had, like, multiple different places to score a hatch panel and keep those cycles yeah. going. It's just quite literally, I think, Kellen, you had said before, it's about having a release valve to be able to let those pieces go. Yeah, obviously, you know where you want to score first off, right. but you absolutely have to have your second target already picked out. Um especially if you're playing against high-quality defense. Um, they're not going to let you get to where you want to go. So you'll get into some interesting situations if you pick up a hatch, but there's literally only one hatch spot to score that's the most advantageous. So you, you either have to get to that spot or score a hatch where it doesn't make all that much sense, or if you have a cargo, making sure you, you have your spot identified. And I think that's in tying us back to the whole destination deep space game. I think that was a unique game strategy that we haven't really had in prior years. Like, for the most part, in every other game, there is one place to score. Or if there's not one place to score, there's one team that, that one, there's one spot on the field that your team specifically can score from. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, that's, I think that was a really unique portion of this game. And they, yeah, that makes it very much so a driver's game. Um, again, for just getting to their spot. Um, and, and putting the hatch on or getting the cargo in. That's, that's uh, but the yeah. amount of different scoring locations that you've got to get to where you need to get. And I think as well, when you think about in terms of, uh, when you think about how FRC games have progressed in years where matters about cycle types and everything else, you really do see the necessity to really game plan those types of items. Like talking with 1002, you know, one of the big things talking with the driver was you need to know where you're going after you 
after, you know, if you cannot get to your ideal spot, where else are you going to go? And plan that even before the match, because that's why it, I think it's a great element within the game that you can choose. All right, I'll have null hatch panels here, uh, hatch panels here, so on and so forth, because it can sometimes benefit you if like, all right, I know heavy defense is going to be played. That way I can just place these these uh, hatch panels on here and it's fine. But then you saw matches with 10-02. They would, you know, they would go through their motions. They'd score the game pieces, everything else. They were fine. Problem was that um, in some cases, like for example, if they were playing heavy, you know, heavy cargo game, and someone else was, was supposed to be playing the hatch game in that case to be able to kind of uh, supply them with places that they could put hatch or cargo there. They had periods right about five to 10 seconds where they were waiting. And it's because everything was scored on the cargo ship already, so now they have to wait. So this game was definitely good. It's like have a game plan going in before. And I think... I want to go back to the defense point just uh, briefly real quick because I wanted to say, like, I think defense in this game yielded itself to some good strategies on, like, involving ha having multiple places to score, involving, like, pick-and-roll plays, or in this case, right, you have 1746 uh, going, they're trying to play on one rocket, they just switch over to the other side where 1102 is at, and then 1102 is trying to, like, score around there. We, uh, yeah, there's some just some defensive plays that allow each of these teams to go around to the other side of the field, and I think that's where the defense in this game lended itself to some brilliant strategy, match strategy in this case. Yeah. But as an overall, like, in qualifications, defense sucked. So I think on the whole, for me, I think it was, I don't think it was, it was power-up. Um, I, I think it, I think it was good though. Like, I think at the beginning of the year we all looked at it, I was like, oh, this game could be bad. And it's, it turned out much better than that. So, right. I was happy. Yeah. I was genuinely surprised, because it was another pick-and-place game with multiple scoring objects. But, like, it flowed. Yes. Which you didn't expect to. Yeah. And I was kind of afraid when it got, when, in the beginning, like, I was more optimistic, I think, in the beginning of the season, especially when they introduced the fact of the sandstorm, you know, I thought it would. I thought that was a nice element, but I think I was more optimistic until I thought about the fact that with the divided field, it could become like Recycle Rush, which and it I'm, didn't. And I'm glad yeah. that didn't happen. So, do we want to jump over to mail mailbag questions? Yeah. Mail so this this week uh, we allowed we posted on Chief Delphi. You got to do you got to do the part of the interruption. It's mail time. <laughs> it's mail time. Mail time. Mail time. <laughs> so something new this week we posted it on Chief Delphi asking for users to submit questions and we chose some of the questions and chose some of the more common ones too and we're going to answer them so let's start with what team or what team kind of surprised you guys and really stood out with their performance this year asked by, hold on hold on it was asked by Forrest Dines on 1648 3635. Yeah. Amazing. Just brilliant. Yeah, I think they picked a. Uh, and uh, especially right out of the gates for a week ones for a lot of teams, um, you, yeah. could, you could tell some, some teams caught on more quickly than others that three points were, in fact, more than two. Um, and 3635 was one of the robots that was scoring <laughs> cargo as fast as possible um, pretty early in the season. So it was, 
is a pretty cool robot to see. Yep. I was honest. I was also surprised by um, fifty one oh nine Glad- Gladiator mm. Robotics. They the gear, came in, the jump they made from yeah. the gear was really impressive. Oh yeah. They came into Gainesville with a decent, with a really good level three climb, uh, and a decent ish cargo game. But then they iterated on that by Forsyth. They were one of the best cargo games out there with the level three, and they significantly improved their hatch play as well at that event. And I'll give a shout out to a few rookies uh, for seventy five fourteen. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, seventy five uh, forty one. Is it for Avengers? Seventy four fifty one. Seventy four fifty one for some yes. real role players, um, and then seventy four uh, seventy four forty nine. And seventy four twenty seven. Like we yeah. had some really yeah. solid yeah. rookies this year. Those are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really solid rookie class. Um, and I thought you know what happened. So I know we fourteen fourteen's year didn't end the way they wanted to, but honestly, I was really impressed with them all year. You know, like you you. They win their first event in a real like 2006, when I think the last time they won an event before this year, and I, I think like even if you didn't get the result you wanted a state championship or we were necessarily anticipating a state championship, getting even that first win is so big. Like that is just huge. So I thought they were really impressive all year. That robot reminded <clears throat> me of something that Classic 254 would build, something that went back when they weren't making like the most complicated robots, but they made the most developed. And uh, yeah, it just reminded me of a 254 robot. Honestly, just the way it was, the way it was built, and the way it kind of functioned. So, any other teams that kind of surprised you guys? Uh, I mean, I think there were. I think we could go on for a long time on this. Yeah. there were a lot of teams that were that were surprising, but I think those were probably the tops. I, I, there was one that I thought really did, and I, I don't think that it's surprising surprised me that they were good as much as it surprised me of how much their specialization in past years really worked for them with this game. That was 13.11, personally. So 13.11 in past years, you know, they will build solid robots and, you know, it'll, it, it'll rise to, a, it'll, they'll be able to rise to a certain point, but you realize that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I would almost say, big flaws that will come out later on in the game, right? Um, in this game, 1311 created a robot that was very mechanically sound, worked when it needed to, and was able to be efficient with scoring cargo and scoring hatches. And was a really good defense robot, yeah. and I think they really came. They came up clutch for not just that four, that number four alliance, but realistically within their full season. I think that they really did show out. Yeah, and like this match here, qualification seventy four, right? We this was the one of those matches where we were afraid we probably were going to lose. Well, the the assumption going into this match was they were going to lose. Um, we were literally the game plan going into this match was to come out with two ranking points, not by winning, but by completing our rocket and getting a level three climb, with the assumption that the other guys were going to do the same thing and outscore us doing it. Basically, um, but. Um, Thirteen Eleven like goes on defense here, and they were playing really solid <clears throat> defense, shutting down you know forty nine ten and seventeen seventy one. Yeah, it looked like they had the, uh, the strategy out of the gates to both be playing on the same rocket, which really opened them up to some uh, this defense that you see Thirteen Eleven playing on them right now. So we've placed our sixth hatch panel right now, while I believe they have 
three or four hatch panels and one cargo in their robot. So now, to be fair, sixteen forty eight was on the other side doing some work. But yeah, I mean, it's it, the defense. The def one defender against two scoring robots is it's not a, it's not a sum it's not sum of all parts. It's mm -hmm. less than one. Itself. And I think they were able to really pick out, because if you look back in that footage, you see how 1311 plays really smart defense, especially in how they knew when to back away from the, from the other robot, but to basically they figured out that 1771, you know, it was almost to a point where it was like they didn't catch on immediately to like, hey, I need, let, let me go ahead and release this game piece. And so you see it was almost to a point where 1771 kept on trying to get over to the rocket. They realized they couldn't get over to the rocket, and then they just dumped in a cargo ship. They should have dumped it off way sooner. And 1311 really took advantage of that, and I think that their drivers really saw that. Yep. And, like, look at 1311 here, right? Yeah. They play defense, right? They come up back over and score some cargo. Like, that versatility and what they were capable of really impressed me, and I think going into Worlds, that's going to really work in their favor. Yep. Being able to play some killer defense, come back over, get a few uh, cargo cycles in, it's, that's a very verse. That's a very well-rounded pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. yes. See, Kyle, that was going to be my answer to the one of the next questions, which was from John Fogarty on eleven oh two. Which PCH teams have the highest potential to go far in Houston, in your opinion? Yeah. So that was, I mean, I think beyond the obvious seventy forty six twenty nine seventy four forty nine ten, right? Even eleven oh two, they were going to be my next team because they looked, so, they were so versatile, they were so effective in. A variety of, in, in multiple different roles that I really feel like as any team in this, as any alliance in the second round with a third level climb already in place, they're a team. That's exactly the kind of team you want. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, what other? I guess uh, in addition to thirteen eleven, I would say obviously you have your like twenty nine seventy fours, forty nine ten, seventeen forty six, eleven oh two. But in addition to them, I would say a team. Like, 14-14 uh, is definitely going to go far. Yep. Like, they didn't have the results they were expecting at States, but they're a very solid uh, robot that can kind of do it all and play that versatile role again. Yep, I think that'll be good. Dylan, anybody? Um, let's see. I'm going to toss out... I, I, I I'd like to imagine there are going to be some more... Uh, I think... And again, depending on the kind of depth we're going to see in divisions, but robots like 1771 could be incredibly dangerous, um, mm. especially with their cargo game um, being as solid of a level three climber as they are. Uh, one of the scariest robots you're ever going to see playing defense. Mm -hmm. um, depending again on the depth of these divisions, um, I'd be interested in seeing if if we're PCH teams are going to kind of see a, a just a Consistency uh, compared to the PCH game we've been playing, or um, uh, or if oh. we're going to start seeing some any deeper com competition in the in these divisions, but I think some of these teams are really going to thrive if they have teammates um, that are kind of taking uh, more of the defensive load. So between seventeen seventy one, fourteen fourteen, um, that some of those teams are really going to benefit as again a level three climber and as well rounded as they are. Mm -hmm. um, what scares me the most about 1771, like like I said, right, they've got one of the fastest climbs, four seconds, right? It's all mm -hmm. automated. That's going to be so valuable for a team at Worlds, like having someone who can climb in the last five seconds. They can play defense for the rest of the match, or they can uh, switch between defense and offense. Mm -hmm. 
And like that is one of those that's one of those weapons, man, that it didn't it might not have shown itself as much in Peachtree Champs, uh, right. but at Worlds it's gonna show itself. Well, I guess I have I have another prop bet. Um I'm gonna actually have two. So one is how many P- the number of PCH teams that will be alliance captains or first round selections? I have it four point five. Four point five. Four point five. Alliance captains or, or first, first round picks. So I'm we're going over. Top sixteen. Mm, over. Let's see. You said four point five. Yes. Not even going to be close. It's going to be like eight. That's what I'm thinking. Captains yeah. or first round selection. Like that's why. Eight. That's why when you said that, I'm, got, that's I'm gonna, I'm enormous. Gonna, Even 2017, it wasn't that high. You've got four of the robots that were in finals. The, that's already four right there. They're probably gonna be first uh, round picks. And then you have as many counting. level three climbers as. as I mean, did we, we? I mean, to be fair, did we, we thought 1102 was gonna be first round pick at champs last year, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And were they? No. Exactly. Wait. So. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Have, I'll go over. I'll go over. I got under this one. I'm willing oh, to be contrarian. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I think I think you know, you know. You I don't, don't think to... we're high. We're high enough. Yeah, yet I think you're, I think cloud? four and a half. I think you're you're. I think there will be one or maybe one team that sneaks in, but I also can see like eleven or two dropping out. Like I don't think it's. You know, I mean, you. I mean, we've I seen mean, them get beat by defense. I don't. Think yeah, they, I mean, they don't have exactly a drive team if, that's. If we're if we're thinking of, if we're thinking about so, it in terms of the uh, in terms of those teams, right? You know, those four. Let's say those four teams. 1746, 2974, 4910. I think those are three. The three. 1102 for me is the team that would, it could just be like, oh, yeah. But then you're expecting one other team on this list to make it as a captain, pretty much, because I don't think anybody else is a first round pick. So I think you're in tough. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's, I think to me it's an under. But I don't think it's an necessarily an obvious under, but I think it's an under. I'll, I'll, I'll say over, but I won't be, I'll say this. I won't be surprised if 1102 drops. I won't be surprised, but I, but I have a I have faith that they're going that if anything they will they will fix their that PCM problem, which it shouldn't be. I don't think it will be too hard of a fix. Go from there, they'll get, and they'll be able to succeed. They just need Another to thing to remember them. is there are only 10 quals matches at Worlds. Oh, um, yeah, they have to make every so match count. S- sample size is smaller, and with the, the amount of level 3 climbers, and I, I think there's as many level 3 climbers around the world as there are, but I think that's gonna, that qual schedule, luck of the draw, I think you're going to see a, a couple of those level 3 climbers be consistent enough to stay in that top. All right, so then, well, if you guys have two. that take, then I think you guys might have it over on this one, too. Um, Total Peachtree teams picked in any round is 8.5. Over. Sorry, repeat that. Total Peachtree teams picked in any round at eight and a half. Total Peachtree teams picked. That's not Alliance captains, then, right? That's any team, any spot. Use the word picked, though. Picked, so you can't be a back. You know, there's there's no backup bots to champs. So it's you know any of the thirty-two picks in the division. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. That's a tough one. Eight and a half. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the under on that. Let me let me let me look at this list. I have I had the list up in front of me. I unfortunately looked at 2018, and then I saw 1002 was there and qualified, and I was happy for a minute, and then realized it was 2018, and then switched to 2019, and then <laughs> became sad again. <laughs> 
so. It was fun while it lasted. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> ride was fun, man. Uh, so let me think about this. So 4974. Kyle, you can't say this long. You gotta make a pick here. Come on. Yeah. Fine. I'm going I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go it's under. Going under. I will take the over for reference. I think there's going to be, I think while we won't have many first round picks, I feel like we have plenty of teams who are going to be like second or backup by picks. I don't think that's going to be as fair. I just feel like in this, this game is just a weird one in that there's going to be a lot of mid tier, there's going to be a lot of decent cargo and hatch bots. And I feel like that's where the PCH teams, they're just going to, there's just going to be so many of them, so many teams that are kind of similar. And you think it's going to be hard to stand out? Yeah, it's going to be hard to stand out. I guess fair. All right. New, next question. Yeah. Uh, on, on that note, let's r- roll into this question. So what can teams do to be more competitive at Worlds, either from a robot perspective or driver perspective? My yeah. comment on this is build out your skill set. Um, if you need to learn how to play defense, learn how to play defense. If you... Have a questionable hatch game that you can see some room for improvement on. Chase after it. Um, but um, on that comment that we were just hitting on for the the flood of cargo and hatch bots that are going to be there, in order to stand out, one of the things teams are always looking for is consistency. So um, test something as much as you can. But if it's not ready to fly um, by worlds. Uh, it might be worth leaning on something that's going to give you some more consistent results um, to, again, prove to those teams that are scouting that these guys are here, this is what they can provide every single match. Um, don't break. Don't not work. Always yep. always work. That's, mm-hmm. I think, the biggest thing I've learned from my trips to Worlds. And be, I would also say, on that point, just being ready. You know, I think pit crew is so important when it's like, as soon as that robot hits to pit floor, like, start... Like, start doing what you need to do. And you Don't have, you have longer travel times. So things are, yeah. things are different enough at these events that it's gonna, it takes adjustment. It really does. It if does. you don't have a pre-match checklist, get one now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you need one, <laughs> Chief Delphi. But I would There's, also... Get on the practice field. Get, yeah. keep, get as much practice as you can. Agreed. So, I would also say scouting. Scouting, 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 yes. scouting, scouting. Because it's not just about alliance selection. It's about in-match strategy. Yeah, you want yes. to have an idea of who you're facing and what they're capable of. You have a 10-match sample that you have to be able to work with. And if you do not optimize that time, you are going to end up in a... You're going to end up getting the short straw where you're going to... Like, you're going to basically be... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Forgettable. I want you to, don't want to. Yeah, and I want to give like a real example of this. So last year on Champions, Champs with 1648, we were sitting in a match. We were playing up against 971 for our, for, you know, our quals match against them. And we were saying to ourselves, we really, you know, they had 55-54 in that alliance you know, with 45-76. Like, we really felt like we might have been outgunned. We had 24-03, but we didn't have, we, uh, like, our third robot wasn't necessarily an offensive contributor. So what we said was, let's get the, let's get the Auton points. But then we know 971 is going to play offense. We know where they're going to play and we know how they're going to do it. So if we put a defense robot here in, in the spot we did, which you can watch the video, it's online, um, that limited their scoring. And with 2403 and us, we were able to come back and win that match. And I think that's evidence of how you can scouting can impact your qual, qual schedule in a meaningful way. Agreed. And yeah, so immediately when divisions come out, hop on that team list, figure out who's in your division. How many level threes are there? 
how many cargo robots, how many uh, hatch robots, how many combination robots. Figure out who are going to be the big players. If you have a match against them, learn and learn how to play against them. I but, think I think us in the biz call this pre-scouting, right? Yep. <laughs> Uh, and also on that scouting note, if you're uh, shorthanded for worlds like I know our team's going to be, make sure, especially once divisions come out, that you're reaching out to teams to collaborate, um, especially if you have PCH friends in your division. Yeah. Make sure you're reaching out to collaborate with them and make sure you're getting that, qual that quality information um, as a group. And I think that also lends itself into uh, worlds is a great experience to be able to... Um, really cultivate those types of collaborations because those collaborations don't are don't just last at worlds they can last longer you develop a report with these different teams and going from there it's the sharing of knowledge base and everything else so i think this is a optimal time for you guys if you're going to worlds you and this is like a new experience for you not just with worlds but really with um going to more of collaboration with other teams Take it on because they're like I think we have a great set of teams that are going. Uh, some that have a lot of veteran experience that are I believe are willing to be able to kind of help and kind of um, give a little, a little, a lot of advice, a little bit of advice, a lot of advice. And there are a lot of teams that are going that are also hungry for it, which I think is also lends well to uh, the PCH standing at champs. All right, so I got another. I got another. I got a true false this time. Uh, a Peachtree okay. team will beat will play a match on a division number one alliance. I brought this as scouting because I was like, ooh, number one team always does really good scouting. So true, true for Anapam. And I. So you're saying they're they're on the number they're one seed. They're on the number one seed and I, playing in and the match. Playing in a match, so they could be the backup robot as long as they play in a match. I, 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 can I say why I said true yes, on that real quick? Because I'm going to make a bold prediction here. 49-10 seeds first in their division. Oh, man. <laughs> because if they're in a division okay. with a lot of hot players and they're in matches with a lot of those hot teams, those big-name teams are the ones that get the defenders. 49-10 can solo a rocket without a defender. They have a level three. They have so much potential to get four RP matches. I, I have a lot of and belief in 49 10. That's a hot take. That's right a there. really hot take. And that's yeah. coming from me. I, okay? I, that's a really hot take. That's a, I've marked that down as a special hot take right there. <laughs> that's a. It's going to happen. If that's a Carolina Reaper. If 49910 does see first end of it, you get two points out of them. Put me down for a true. Not quite as vigorous, vigorous of a true, but a true. <laughs> I'm going to go true, and I'm very concerned. Very concerned. Kellen, I'm very concerned about him. <laughs> very concerned. No, like, you just saw how it happened at uh, Peachtree Listen, Champs, right? I did. Walton didn't get the first seed right. They got de defended pretty heavily I'm, against... I'm naturally a skeptic. It's not... This is not straightforward. I, like, listen, 49.10 has impressed me a lot. And I will not put it past them to impress me in this respect. All I'm saying is, the Visionless haven't come out yet. And I don't know if you know this, uh, 20, uh, not 2974, uh, 254 still exists. 
6078 still exists. 254 can only be in one of the six divisions. Somebody else yeah. has to be in yeah, There are so many. There's this so is 1619. Look, I mean, I think it's not, a, it's not a secret that Kellen and I are huge 2910 fans. So, you know. Yeah. I don't know, without <laughs> the ability to score a rocket. Do you just say 2910? Yeah, 2910 oh, is yeah, the team, sure, man. They're the I want to be in their division. I want to play with that robot. 2056 <laughs> people. Where, they're not going to be there. there. Doesn't oh, matter. wait, that's true. If I forgot. 4910 is in a division with a lot of those heavy hitters, right? The defenders. Are gonna hit the hardy, the heavy hitters. Forty nine ten is gonna come out unscathed. I, the logic, the, be logic, able to lock the logic is there. To those matches. The logic is there. I I see your, where your logic is going, and it's basically the same thing as me walking out on the on the limb. Yeah, if there's anybody who's had logic all season, Kyle Fenton. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, listen, all I'm saying is I get the logic, so I'm there with you. All I'm saying is, do we have some, like, boards or some nails or, I don't know, something to kind of help to... To ease the right, so I will say this. I think we've been incredibly lucky to have two years in a row where a team where we've not only necessarily had we've had a Petri team on the number one alliance. I don't think we're going to be as fortunate this time. I think I think you you will have teams Petri teams make it to Einstein, but I don't think it's going to be part of the number one seed. I think it's going to be part of like a two or a three seed. That's my opinion. Which also could make it really interesting because that means that it could be even more of an asset on that on that. On that second or right, yeah, right. Oh, so we have one more question, right? We have from Eric Kaufman from yeah. twenty nine seventy four. We have with respect to worlds, what cheesecaking would you do, if any? I'm not a huge fan of cheesecake in general, I guess, but like yeah. I just I don't see if there's gonna I don't think there's gonna be much of any cheesecaking. My concern, my concern with it is that if you do if you make some, such a change to a robot, it's it's so. With how much of a driver's game this is, it's so hard to learn how to play around a new me mechanism on your robot. you got to really have the practice behind it. But my line for cheesecaking has been, long been, cheesecake yourself before you cheesecake others. Yeah. Um, so either making any mechanism upgrades on your robot, um, that, that, that's how you're going to see the most benefit. And particularly in this game, I think there are other games where cheesecaking is going to play more of a role. I'm not sure I've... Seen any cheesecaking throughout the entire competition? Season. No, but I think there has. I think this game doesn't have a whole lot of room for it. I yeah, yeah. There's so not. I, it's the only thing that I could honestly think of is maybe if you don't have that level two climb, and even then, there is a lot of groundwork just to do a like a simple level two climb. I think you just have to say like, what kind of robot are you looking for to pick up in World's Elims that can be a contributor and has the space to add to this? I think like, it's a pretty short list. It's a short list as well as if you think about it, you're dealing with a deeper field. So I like while there's gonna be a lot of robots there that, you know, aren't that really aren't world's caliber, I think when you get to a certain point in the draft, you're still going to find real gems. Not just rough gems in the rough, but real gems that may not may have not gone that fair shake within uh, the qualification matches. Right. I think may also make harder is that you know you do have the ability with a backup robot that if you're really confident in your ability to advance, you can you can continue to keep chat to cheesecake on it. But I know last year was my first time in Division E limbs last year, so to be fair, but I felt like it started really quickly. Like it, you don't have a whole lot of time from when you know who's on your alliance to to getting everything over to that section to starting your matches. We just 
I think yeah. it's about an hour. And like that's mm -hmm. that's especially for moving a whole pit, that's not a lot of time. Yep. All right. Um, I think that was that's the last question we're gonna do for the mailbag segment. This mailbag segment, but y'all sent some pretty good questions over in Chief Delphi. Mm -hmm. mm. So, any last thoughts on <clears throat> Worlds and PCH teams in Worlds? Or I'm just waiting for divisions come out. Yeah. Um, again, on Friday, right? Uh, right about. I, I think okay. that's what they've historically been, um, but I can't recall too much off the top oh. of my head. But um, the... looking, looking, having watched some matches from around the world, um, I'm. I'm confident in the, the PCH team's capabilities that we're, we're sending to Worlds. Um, I think we got some plenty, uh, plenty of teams that are ready to play the game at that level um, and are, and are going to come and uh, put on a good show. All the teams have now graduated. Now you play the game, not the district. <laughs> there you go. This... Now it's flipped. Yeah, it's now it's flipped. All right, so I have, I have three. I have actually three things I want to bring up. So one is... So we talk about 2974 having the best district season ever. To move to the best season ever in Peachtree, you know, we've had, I think, three teams that really can fight for that title. I mean, I think, I think 1648 did well, but I think they're kind of already passed. You know, like, Walton's going to see it get a fir uh, first pick, and, you know, the, I think that's probably passing 1648's done last year. Then you have three teams. I think you have 4188's 2017 run, where they were the third robot, but they still made it to Einstein Finals, which was the furthest any Peachtree team's ever gone. And you have the two 24-15 years where they were the first round pick on Galileo in 2017 that made it. They were the only first round pick in Peachtree history to make Einstein. Mm -hmm. And then you have the 2013 run, which is legendary. Yeah, one match away from Einstein. Yep. What does Walton have to do at championship to get in that discussion? I think, I mean, they're on a good track already, but they have to I think they out. just got to win their division. They, they have you to, win, they their have their to division. win the division. Yeah, yeah like, they have to win the division just ball out in well, all their matches. So the curious part about Walton's season is that even though they ranked number two at one of their events, all three of their blue banners have come from being picked instead of being, oh, the, yeah. instead of being the Alliance captain, which they're at the mercy of a little bit because they have no level three climber. Um, and they talk, they, uh, Eric Kaufman talked about it a little bit where it's like at a certain point, you want to be, you want to put yourself in the best spot, whether you're a picker or you're being picked. And that's one of the big parts of, you know, the whole concept. I would say one of the whole parts of their concept with their robot, but it was a, you know, it was, it was something to think about is yeah. they built a robot that whether or not they, you know, were Alliance captain, know that they are one of the main people to go ahead and try to pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that sense, I hope that the slightly decreased sample size of 10 qual matches doesn't uh, lend itself too well to level 3 climbers in their division such that they're going to get uh, potentially picked by somebody who's, who's not quite as strong. So hopefully they can, um, if they are getting picked, that they're getting picked by somebody they can gods. make a run with. Pray to mm -hmm. schedule gods. Uh, hopefully that works. All right, I have a couple. All right, so then I have, I have two, two prop bets that are, should be quick. Okay. Um, Peachtree teams that play and win a match on Einstein at over-under at 0.5. So uh, does a team from Peachtree win a match on Einstein and play? Yes. True. Over? Yeah, I'm going full optimist today. <laughs> I'm going to go over because I think we can make it to Einstein. I think we can win a match on Einstein. 
4910 number one seed and 7046 makes Einstein wins. That's a Atom is having a hot take filled day. I'm just dishing them out. Oh my gosh. Well, now that Sonny's left the room, that's all Edipon wants to do. Now I feel like I have to be the contrarian. It's like, I Don't worry, I'm also on the contrarian track. I'm I'm like, I believe, I believe in 1746 and 4910. On the other hand, math is math. So do I do I want to take the the reality or do I want to take the ideal? I want to kind of take the reality in this. I'm going under. So I will say I, I will say I'm only taking the under for this reason. I do think we're gonna have a peace trade team on Einstein. I don't necessarily think they're going to play. And I think the other aspect of it is last year we had two teams from North Carolina on Einstein, which had I don't think especially on the same alliance has never been a son. But you know, for 900 made made it to Einstein, but never played a match right. in 2015. They didn't win a match like that, it, that. That Turing Alliance never won. So, like, I think you you also add that the win capability to it. And I think I think I take the under, but I, it's not by much. Like, I'm I feel like that's that's a really close line. I think. See, that's where like I would say 1746 and 2974 have the best shots at and 49 of any individual shot. teams. No question. Yeah, they yes. have the best shots at making Einstein. 2974 and 1746 would have the best shots at winning a match on Einstein. Yes. And I think both of those teams are right. but far I think enough just, up there that that is a it's a more than an insignificant chance. Yeah, I think that's fair. Game. I think I think I'm more looking at it as I know, you know I, respectfully to that. I think that you know it's so hard to make Einstein that I look at it as like a bulk proposition. You have this many yeah. BCH teams going. You have this many alliances and make the Einstein. What are the odds? Just one of them happens to be in the right spot at the right it, time. It is a big luck game. Champ, the champ first in general has always been a big on luck. All right. So then the last one I have is true false. A Peachtree team will win a championship, rookie all star, or division technical award. I'll, I'll so a technical award is autonomous creativity, innovation true. control, excellence in engineering, quality. Wait, you and said rookie? And a rookie all star or one of those or one of the six. Or a I'll go true. I'll go true. You hyped up on Eve Robotics. It's a great Listen, team. To be fair, it's absolutely awesome. Great team, literally. Like, think about it. They're one of the few, like, first, they have one of the first dual league Dean's lists. Like, yeah. I did not think that was ever going to happen. And it happened. And they did it. Okay? They've had a solid robot throughout the year. They've showed themselves to be a, a truly an all-star type of team. An all-star caliber. So, I think that they have not hit the ceiling yet. I don't believe they hit the ceiling yet, which means that they have a lot a lot of room to ball out at championship and take home a rookie all-star. Honestly. Yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about 3 I feel good about, really good about them. I feel good about 746 and I feel good about 771 who has a chance at a real autonomous award chance um, with that climb they've got there. So I think I think combining those 3, I think one of them will win something. I I'm think I think if you also think about it in terms of we are we just, we're saying just technical awards. That's just technical awards. So not like you're not not including imagery or GP. I just mean those six. Oh, things. I was gonna say some. I was gonna say culture. I was actually gonna no, say no, culture. No. I'm not saying just, just rookie just all-star. Rookie I'm not worried. Engineering inspiration and chairmans are, I think beyond. I mean, engineering inspiration you never know, but chairmans I think respectfully to 4188 and 4468 I don't think are in the same tier as some of the real contenders. No, no, no. I agree with you there. EI though, I think would be. You make an interesting case about twenty nine seventy four. Maybe I mean they've been in that discussion before and haven't come with it. So me down for a true. Adam, what do you think? I'm gonna go with true as well. All right, we can all on the same page there. Okay, all right. So then I have my 
my last question is, this is, I think, was perceived as an up year across Peachtree. Agreed. Do we think it continues to next year? Do yes. we think next year is also an up year? Or do we I, think it's a step back? I think next year, Gainesville is going to be a step back. Because I think teams, the teams that are usually fine, uh, or, or that are usually able to like manage time, are going to do okay with no bag. But then the teams that you know usually kind of leave everything for the last minute, they're going to be hit even harder with no bag. And I think it's going to be apparent at Gainesville. But, a big but, I think by state championships, teams will be better than last year. Alan, what do you think? Skepticism is all across Callum's face right it now. It really is. <laughs> I think so much depends on the game, which I'm trying to think what about this game would have lent itself. So I think to... that's what my thought is about this game, is that it's, there's a lot of teams, not every team, yeah. there are obviously teams that didn't, but a lot of teams built similar core components. And I think that was a big thing for Step Up next year. There's no way I see the GDC doing that two years, three years in a row. So I think it's going to be completely different game components. And I think because of that, not even necessarily because they, they're worse as teams, but just that they have to learn all these new engineering things that as a state, as a whole, will take a slight, not much, but slight step back. That's my opinion. That, and, that, and, and in that case, even if, even if there are some teams that struggle with it, I've been, um, the last couple seasons, just been consistently impressed by the, the breadth of teams that have been improving in PCH. Uh, for the teams that are starting to show up to play um, at a higher level that haven't done so in the past. Um, so I, I, I think I'll, I'll keep that expectation uh, for seeing the general improvement across the board, but yeah, a little, little skepticism about what, exactly what the game is going to look like for mm. next year and if it lends itself to that same improvement. Kyle, any last thoughts? Any thoughts? I'm on trying to... I'm trying to I'm trying to think about this, but I also just found out Magic Johnson just resigned. So, yeah, live reaction, live reaction. <laughs> I'm just, my brain. <laughs> so I would I'd honestly say I'm really proud of um, I'm really proud of the Peachtree District. I think that they've really just we've done an exceptional job at really just stepping up the bar of uh, what we can accomplish as a district, and I can't wait to see what happens next year. Yeah, I think even even though I'm a little skeptical of whether we're as good as we're next year, I think what I've seen out of this year across the board has been amazing, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what next year looks like. Mm -hmm. All right, I do want a quick shout out to the 1648 kids, uh, Diego um, and company who uh, lent me Jefferson. Uh, he's been up on the wall this whole time, so I hope he uh, he, re he didn't re quite do a great job of replacing Sonny this weekend or this week, but. Uh, but he's a nice welcoming addition, if anyone. <laughs> I just like, I love the look of contempt on his face. It's amazing. Always questioning him. Any, any, la any season-ending comments or anything you want to throw out there for the last episode? I'll throw a comment out there. It looks like, at this point, we have about 25 teams from PCH going to Houston, um, which is phenomenal. Uh, just for that long of a list, I believe we get 20 or 17 slots. So between uh, Hall of Fame and some uh, waitlist some wait lots, it's, it's really awesome to see that many teams going. My recommendation for those teams going is to get out there and talk to other teams that you don't get to interact with as much as you do all these, all, all these other PCH teams. So go, go talk to and make friends with and learn from all those teams from around the world that build their robots in a slightly different way. 
uh, run their teams in slightly different ways, uh, play the game in slightly different ways. So mm -hmm. use this as a learning opportunity as much as you can. Uh, I would say one of my big season-ending things, especially for the teams going to championships, is um, manage your stress levels, manage your expectation levels. I think it's good to um, be ex to have those high expectations, but I don't think high expectations is worth stressing yourself out to the point where you're not enjoying a experience that you have rightly earned. So. Like take the time to obviously compete hard, but at in the same fashion, realize the um, the opportunity that you have in going, and take the time to enjoy that experience of being at championships because it's not something everyone gets to experience. And I think when you can when you take that attitude, it'll lend better to not only your competition experience but also your own personal experience as someone going through the first going through the, the first experience itself. Right. So, Trevor, do you have anything to say or add? I think, I think we've all covered. We've, I really enjoyed working with you guys, so I hope the listeners have enjoyed it as yeah. much as I have because I've had a blast. I, I got to thank the listeners for listening to us. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Especially Kyle. Kyle, it's one, one more thing, guys. As PCH grows... In intensity, so do our hot takes. So if you raise the level here, that means we burn everything down later on. It's great. <laughs> I want to thank this all is of Kyle our... Fender for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who listened to us and uh, made this project, personal project of mine and Sonny's, a success. And like, thank you guys for being on this adventure with yeah. us. Been a blast. Absolutely. Yeah, I really think that. Uh, this is a lot of fun for us, and I got some feedback, and people really liked some of the stuff that we discussed. So I think for next season, we're going to try and uh, improve on this. And if you have any ideas or comments or suggestions, or even like topic ideas or segment ideas, then just shoot us an email or shoot us a message on Chief Delphi or through Slack or one form of communication. You guys know how to reach us. We're not hard to find. Also, can I... I would like a suggestion for next season. I want to debate either Chris Wilson or Eric Kaufman. I just want mano a mano to sit down. PCH Pit Special. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I With that show, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good season. All right. See ya. Yeah. Bye.